sure what tours and activities are worth it on your trip to Alaska, that's what we're talking about today. Welcome to the Alaska Uncovered podcast with me, your host, Jenny Twing Flaming. I bring you accurate, helpful, and entertaining information about Alaska travel and life in Alaska. Today's episode is the fifth and final of a five-part bonus episode series every Monday in January 2024 to help you get your trip planned and finalized. And our last topic in this five-part bonus series is booking activities and tours. So that is what we're talking about today in this short episode. First of all, before we dive into this, I want to make sure you know that while I do recommend everyone do at least one tour on their trip to Alaska, and I'll talk about why in just a moment, if you really don't want to do that, that is totally okay. So if you want to just make your plan to visit and get up every day and decide what you're going to do, um, go for it. There is no reason to feel bad about that. Uh, so if you're listening to this episode, you probably do want to book some tours and activities. But if you don't, that is totally okay. So what we're going to talk about in this episode applies to people who are taking any kind of trip to Alaska, whether you're flying there and renting a car or doing a trip with the Alaska Railroad, or if you're doing a cruise, no matter what, this is going to be um, helpful for you in making this decision. And when I am working with clients who book sessions with me or have me plan their trip for them, or people who email me, the most common question I get is about packing, and the second most common one I get is about uh, deciding on tours. So that's why I wanted to do this episode. So to start off with, I wanted to share why I do feel like doing at least one tour in Alaska is really worth it and really adds to your experience. And before I explain that, I want to mention that I don't like tours myself. Um, I'm not sure if it's because I kind of like to do my own thing, which I do, or it's because I've spent many, many years working as a tour guide. So when I'm on a tour, I tend to feel like I'm working. It might be a combination of both of those things, but I am pretty reluctant to do tours myself when I travel. And so <laughs> despite that, I still, for me, but also for other people, um, tours in Alaska are a little bit different. And so I'm going to talk about why that is. So Alaska is an enormous, vast state. And there are so many places there is no way to get to them except for on a tour. And that, I think, is what's really unique about Alaska and why I think um, doing some tours really adds to your experience. So even if you're a little hesitant about that, I want to really encourage you to do it. So a few examples of some of the things you can do on a tour or places that you can't get to any other way 
um, include something like the bus tour into Denali National Park, which we've talked about in several other episodes. Um, but that is something um, flight scene and the bus tour are the only ways to get inside Denali National Park other than walking. So uh, that is an example of a place you just can't go another way. Another example would be something uh, like a boat tour, which I really recommend. I'll talk more about that in a minute. This is everything from a glacier boat tour in Southeast Alaska or the 26 glaciers tour in Whittier to whale watching in Juneau or um, the riverboat discovery in Fairbanks. Any All of those tours take you to places that you can't get to any other way. Um, so much of Alaska is roadless. And if you go into areas on a smaller boat, even if you're taking a cruise, you'll get to go to places that you just can't see any other way. And that is a really cool experience. Same thing with flight scene. Seeing Alaska from the air is really special and magical. So that is why I think um, doing a tour, at least one in Alaska, is a really good idea and something that I highly recommend. So I'm sure that some of you listening to this episode are like, I want to do as many tours as activity and activities as possible. And others of you are probably like, oh, I don't know about tours. So either way, um, those can both be barriers to making progress and actually reserving something. So I want to talk for the rest of this episode about my five tips for choosing tours and activities in Alaska. Some of these will apply more to the people who want to book all the things. Some of these will apply more to the people who are reluctant to book anything. So um, we're going to go ahead and dive in. So number one is don't schedule all your time. To some degree, this is a matter of preference. Some people like to have more things scheduled. Other people like to have less. But in Alaska, part of what is really important about being there is just being and experiencing things. So you want to give yourself some time that is not scheduled so that if you are eating dinner at a local brewery and your server says like, hey, this is my, you know, you ask them what they like to do in that area and they say, oh, I really love this hike or I really love going and looking at wildlife in this location or whatever, that you have a little bit of flex so you can change things based on local recommendations or based on the weather and tours you you won't be able to cancel because it's raining right so um you should still do your tour even if it's raining but you want to give yourself some flexibility in your schedule and not have everything booked um that is my first tip my second tip is to give each person in your travel group a voice including children and young adults, if they're old enough to have an opinion, which pretty young children are old enough to have an opinion, um, make sure everyone is being heard about what they really care about and what the options are. And that doesn't mean that you have to talk about every single possibility with every person, but you could say, hey, we are thinking about tours that we're going to book while we're in Fairbanks or while we're in Anchorage or while we're in Talkeetna, while we're in Juneau. Um, 
and want to get people's opinions about what they're interested in. This is a great lower stakes way to give everyone a choice um, about what they want to do. So I would really encourage you, if you are the default travel planner in your group, make sure you're getting input from others and that they are getting to choose some of the activities. And that doesn't have to be organized tours either. It could be, hey, when uh, maybe you're going on a cruise and when you're in Ketchikan, uh, Ketchikan has a lot of amazing totem poles. So do many other places in Southeast Alaska. But someone might be really interested in that. And you can walk around, you can take tours to see totem poles, but you can also see the ones that are around town uh, just on foot on your own time. So um, think out of the box a little bit about giving people voice about tours and activities. Number three is very related to number two, which is um, you don't you don't want to make people feel like everyone has to do every tour together. Now, you might be the kind of family or friend group where everyone likes the same things and wants to do the same things. And that is awesome. And I just want to encourage you to think flexibly about that. So, for example, if you have someone who really wants to go fishing in your group, but not everyone does, let the person or people who want to go fishing do that. And everybody else can do something else. Um, Flight scene is another one like that where um, that's a great thing to do by yourself. If you're traveling with other people who don't want to do that, that is a fantastic solo activity. Um, I've, I think, mostly done flight scene by myself, of course, with other guests on the plane or helicopter, but um, it's a great thing to do on your own. So you don't need to coerce everyone or try to get this wide consensus about what everybody is doing. Um, younger children, of course, are going to have to have an adult with them. Um, but, you know, maybe the adults can split up and do different things with different members of the family. Number four, uh, if you are not sure what to do, you're having a hard time deciding, book the boat tour. It doesn't matter where you are. The boat tour will always be amazing. So whether that is whale watching in Juneau, which is something that I think every visitor to Juneau should do. Um, if it's whale watching in Juneau, if it is um, a catamaran tour that goes into Misty Fjords Nas um, National Monument in Ketchikan, or if it's the Kenai Fjords National Park Wildlife Cruise, if it is the 26 Glaciers Cruise, if it's the, oh, if you're really lucky, the day boat tour in Glacier Bay, or if it's the riverboat discovery in Fairbanks, if it's a tour on a boat, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be less expensive per person than flight scene. But similar to flight scene, it will get you to places that you can't go on the road system and can't see any other way. So um, if you're not sure about what to do and one of the options is a boat, choose the boat. Number five is about flight scene. So flight scene is a tricky one for me because flight scene is amazing. It's an incredible way to see Alaska. It's also expensive. And some people are afraid of small planes or helicopters. So what I want to say about flight scene is that if it's in your budget, you should do it. It's absolutely worth it. There, there's really no other way to truly grasp 
the vast expanse of Alaska's land and water than from the air. So yes, if you're on the fence, do it. Even if you're feeling a little anxious about it, go for it. Um, However, at the same time, if it is not in your budget, I don't want you to have FOMO because you didn't go flight scene. There are so many wonderful things you can do and it's awesome and worth it, but also totally fine if you don't do it. And along those same lines, um, along with this tip, it's really important not to try to coerce someone into flight scene if they don't want to do it. It's not a good decision. It's too expensive for someone to not be having a good time. And if someone wants to face their fear, I believe in that. But also, I don't think a vacation is the time to force someone to do that. And I don't think people should ever be forced into that by a family member or a friend. That's my opinion. So that's my advice. If you're gung-ho about flight scene and someone else in your group is not, let it go. Go by yourself or go with the people who do want to, and it'll be amazing. And that's what I want to say about that. So to recap, Alaska has amazing places that you really can't get to unless you're on a tour. And so that is why I would love to encourage every visitor to do some type of tour in at least one place. And five tips for choosing that are, once again, don't schedule all your time. That's number one. Number two is give each person in the group a voice and some power over what happens with your time. Number three, keep in mind that not every person has to do every tour, and that's okay. Number four, when in doubt, choose the boat tour. And number five, if you have flight scene in your budget or you can make that work, go for it. And that's it. Those are my tips for choosing tours and activities. Uh, Just a reminder that I have my planners um, for Alaska available. There's links to those in the show notes. And if you want to book one of my sessions where we get together for half an hour and um, talk about your trip and I help you work out things like perhaps what tours you're going to do, the link for that is in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Alaska Uncovered. Bye for now. We'll be back on Wednesday.